Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everyone, to the Westworld Theorycast. You can reach us on Twitter at WestworldDVR. You can find us on Facebook, Westworld Theorycast Group. It's popping. You can email us, WestworldDVR at gmail.com. And actually, all of that information is included in the show notes. If you tap on, uh, if you're on an i. Uh, phone or something of that nature. You just tap on the screen and look and it all comes up. Um, I do want to give a shout out to anyone who has given us a iTunes review in another country because um, we got, I don't have any way of really finding out. And I think if I looked properly, there was someone who gave us an iTunes review in the, um, I think it was the Australian uh, iTunes that we had not yet thanked. So let me see if I can find who that was. Uh, Yeah, here we go, baby. Uh, It's coming. Oh, it was Japan. That's right. It was Brian in Japan. Brian, yes, who is also a fantastic uh, listener to our Game of Thrones small council. So we wanted it was Japan, not Australia. So thank you, Brian. Um, this is the first of two podcasts this week. Tonight, of course, on the other line is Mr. DJ Tim Hines. What's up, buddy? Yo, what's up, Westworld Theorycast? How you guys doing? Shall I'm here we? in the house. Yeah, house music. That's um, it. Tomorrow I will be doing a... Another podcast with a gentleman who I don't really know. His name is uh, on YouTube, Hacks Dogma. And uh, he did some really awesome short theory YouTube videos that have been getting a lot of views. And I saw them and I kind of spoke to him a little bit on uh, Twitter. And he decided, uh, or I said, do you want to come on the show? And he decided to do it. He hadn't done a podcast before, but I think it'll be awesome. Uh, A good theory mind and what i liked is that i kind of said hey you forgot this thing when you said this blah blah blah." and he came back and he was like oh thanks i thought about what you said and blah and so i like that i like a person who's uh you know who who doesn't care about being right it's not about being right or wrong Um, you know what what's that That, jay that's where you're putting your craft into play you're now the one of the co-owners of the dvr podcast network and you're scouting talent out where people wouldn't think to look and you're getting youtube guys to come on podcasts and that's what's up man you're you're like the pro the mvp of the podcast community so when people listen like brian from japan i'm i'm you know i remember him from other tv podcasts like fringe and other things that you guys weren't even a part of and he's he's following us now and like you know like it's a big deal axel foley putting it out there talent scout podcast scout baby (sighs) 
That's what we try to do, man. But um, anyway, you guys we- got good stuff. That's what I'm saying. Contribute, like, because we're reading some of these emails, and they're almost like like podcast worthy. Like you could be like dropping them on a podcast. So, folks, yeah. you got the talent, and we're glad you guys have it. Spread the word. Get get more feedback in, more submissions, because <laughs> this is quality, quality stuff. You're like the flavor flav tonight here, DJ. That's it. I'm the hype man. I'm the hype man. Westworld Theorycast hype man. Come yeah, on. You do because I need. I have. I've actually. I was accused of. Um, sounding bored because of my natural voice i don't really think i sound bored but someone's like you sound bored i'm not bored at all i'm very excited um when i was younger people used to make fun of that and be like you sound so monotone it'd be like no motherfucker i just i ain't talking to you all right back to business i'm from jersey yeah you know what i'm talking about dj Getting down on that william style caca let's let's get into this uh episode um I mean, there's some things I just want to start off right away. And if people didn't think that Dolores was flashing back and forth and that she's on her own journey, uh, and then 30 years ago, she was with William. And then 35 years ago was when things were nice at the park, when they were introducing those nice storylines before it got nasty, uh, people better wake up to it. Cause even if William isn't MIB, there is definitely some serious time flashing going on here. And uh, I think this episode kind of spelled it out. I made fun of a little bit. Um, uh, I think it was, uh, was it uh, Roger Roper on a shot on TV? I like that podcast. I like those guys. They're, they're working it, man. Three podcasts a week, but I kind of made fun. Cause he was like, my big theory is she's on doing this journey by herself in the present. I was like, yeah, motherfucker. We've been saying that for like four weeks, but that's okay. Because sometimes I think about something that other podcasts have been talking about forever. I'm just, it just goes to show this show is deep. And sometimes you think something in your mind but even in podcast form or on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you, you don't vocalize things. So I like it. That's what I kind of liked about this Hacks Dogma videos is that they were, hey, look, this is what I think's going on. It's not crazy blah. This, it's just like this is what I think might be going on. But don't you think so, DJ? It was so obvious. She flashes. The town is, is, is there, but it's empty. Right. Yeah. It's all, it's all whacked out. Like, I mean, I was even saying that a little bit about the, the, you know, the end scene, uh, with William, like it's all glitched out wherever she's at, you know, like even the, the train scene, I was, I was kind of like doubting at first. I'm like, well, maybe it was a different angle on the train and this and that, but now I'm kind of really rolling with the fact that she's glitching the hell out and we're seeing, have to be seeing some of the things that she's going back in time with someone in the, in the, the Facebook group, the Westworld theory cast Facebook group had mentioned uh, about even that first interaction that, that she has with Bernard. He's wearing clothes that were a little predated where, where they were at now. So I, you know, it's trying, it's even like fitting into place. The more we're learning about this place and it's really cool the way that this, this story's like coming out and, and, and we're learning dribs and drabs and now it's starting to make sense. And I, I hope like we're just going to get thrown a total 180 and everything's going to make no sense at the end of the season. And we're going to love it even more for that because this is that kind of show that once we get set up, 
it's going to go somewhere else and, I, and I'm liking it. Yeah, no, definitely. But I think it's, I think that it's worth talking about, which is to me, what I saw is this. She, she is traveling with William. They get to the uh, river, kind of the lake bed. They come upon a bunch of bodies that are there that were taken out by the natives, um, the ghost nation, the ghost nation that who, but they were, and they're white men, but they were there to kind of on, we find out later from what Logan told them to get them because they were the traitors who along with Lawrence were figured out and ran away. And we saw that. So that is the, that is the William time, time place or time. What what were we saying? We're saying would it say time frame? Time frame. Thank you. Very very good. Thank you. Uh, Time frame. That's the William time frame. Then she glitches into the present. Okay, and she sees nothing on the beach. Then she glitches back. Then when they get to the village, she sees. This when she comes up upon the hill, she sees the the this uh, t- I shouldn't say village, this town. She sees the town, but it's empty and looks like it's been kind of like sterilized almost. That's the present. Ford has uncovered the town, as is said in the episode um, by Charlotte. He uncovered this town. He's already uncovered the town. No, see, I think... No, I, let, I, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, go ahead. She sees the town. It's been uncovered by Ford. Then she glitches and sees... Then she's actually... Then what we're seeing next, this is where it gets confusing. Because she's glitching both in the past and the present. And those glitches make it seem like... She's it can further confuse what time she's seeing. So what I'm saying is she's seeing three timelines. One, the town originally as it was, where they're learning how to dance. They're kind of walking away. It's a more rudimentary, more serene time. This was before, I believe, that this was the very beginning of the park. Yeah, that looked like programming. Right. When they had the nice stories that Ford talked about. Remember he said in the beginning, all our stories were positive. Okay. Then she's glitching to that point when she is actually in that. We're going to call that 35 years ago. She glitches to that point from the 30 year ago point when she's with William. That's why she says, I don't know where I am. My head's everywhere. Then, on top of that layer, she's glitching to the William stuff and remembering the glitch that she had to 35 years ago while she's in the present in a totally, while she is totally alone standing in this town that Ford has uncovered from the sand because the time that she's with, excuse me, the time that she's with William is when the steeple is coming out of the sand. See, I don't think William sees the steeple. I do. I do. In that scene, 
William right away says, we got to get you back to Sweetwater. Something's not right. Now, knowing everything that we've learned about William thus far, he would be looking at that steeple and go, what's under here? Where are we? What kind of place is this? And not rush back right away to try to fix her. I feel like she's going back. I'm with you on your what, what you're saying right now. And I'm, I'm really feeling what you're saying. But I feel like parts of it are a little different. I feel like she's with William at that spot, but she's alone in the future when yes, she's there. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. So with she, that. so she's still seeing that, that steeple like that, but William's not seeing that steeple like that. Oh, and okay. He, okay. 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 So I think that's like, I'm that's not part, di- part, part, part of the future where she's standing. I understand. Alone. But do you think then that when she sees the empty, do you think that he has uncovered most of the town, but not the steeple yet? Is that what you're trying to say? Because there's previous shot, previous times when she sees it, the the whole town, and it's completely empty, and it looks sanitized like it has been mechanically uncovered, dusted off, and now it's awaiting. No, like a play I see. Thing. I think I think it, it goes the other way. I think she saw it after they cleaned it after something bad happened there. And then it got left alone and covered up by sand over the time. And that's all that's left is the steeple in the, the latest oh, okay, timeline. Okay. Oh, all right. I think that's a little bit more confusing than saying that 35 years ago, it was a town. Then something bad happened and there that, which may just be that it see when that whole, that whole scene of her killing uh, or her trying to kill herself. And then you see a kind of, it looks like a man firing and you assume maybe that's Teddy or Wyatt, right. Um, taking out all the people. I think that what that really is, is like the first narrative massacre. Right. And I, yes, yeah. I, I do too. And, with all the people they, on the floor. Yeah, yeah. and, and something went wrong with her. There's a there's a reason that she saw herself dead in the river. There's a reason that William pulled the gun off her head. Like there's a problem. Like she she must have like went off off book. Like well, you know. Well, listen, what is happening here, Tim, which was said to us by Felix is you hosts don't remember like we do. When we humans remember, it's like kind of a fog. We, but when you remember, it's exact. You're like replaying a video in your mind. So that's the problem. And that's what's happening with Maeve too. And we've been seeing it through this whole time. Right. But they're not getting full, full video. They're getting clips. No, but they're getting everything, bro. They're not just remember what he says she was like i could feel her hair in my hand when they have a memory they are there they feel their body reacts physically as well like they're they can't it's like they can't tell the difference right their their program goes to that right, point right exactly for a yeah, second yeah, and yeah. It, and it, then it jerks back so to the other so that's what's happening why Maeve and and Dolores did the same thing. Maeve cut the new Clementine and Dolores put the gun to her head. So in the past, did Dolores try to kill herself? Yeah. Well, why was that one scene when Dolores was in the, in laying in the, in the, uh, in the river in the river? Yeah. See, maybe down. it sounds like you could construct a story where 
maybe Arnold and Ford were kind of, you know, you know, Arnold supposedly, who I still think is a robot. Arnold is saying, um, we've got to stretch the limits between what's real, what's not, you know, Ford is saying there is no difference. We just have to, because I'm starting to see it's weird. Ford's philosophy is so strange. And I will get to that later, but the whole thing of, I don't think he's as bad. Like he's like trying to actually create a world without suffering, like the same suffering he had with his dad. So it's actually, there is a sadness there, but what I'm trying to say is, they're they're going back and forth and they can't tell what's reality and what's not. Maeve knows what's happening to her and she's talking about it. She now understands. Dolores has no idea what's happening to her. So that's why these flashes are so strange. And that's why she says, because it, it not only did it happen 30 years ago, but it happened now. Right. And it felt, yes, it yes. felt, it, it, it feels like now. Yes. So our time doesn't equate to a computer's time. They're looking at it and it, it, it could completely That's unlinear thing. They're looking. And, and when I looked at the one scene Ford had with the thing and he, go, he said, he said, Oh, you're all fragmented. You know, I kind of thought of a computer when we do a defrag, you know, it puts everything back into place and, wonder if these machines have ever been through something like that and that you know they're unraveling and you know they're getting all mixed up now Maeve has the key Maeve it seems to be able to write the code herself now so she's understanding of it so it's kind of really cool to see both ends of it how this computer's freaking out she's she's physically scared and and when we're talking when we learn more about how he programmed Arnold with with all these uh, not Arnold, I'm sorry Bernard with all these extra feelings and emotions that that the the common programmer didn't want to be bothered with or couldn't handle or couldn't even achieve. No, that's not the thing. Bernard programmed himself with those, dude. Ford well, didn't, right? But Ford must have written something at along some well, point. I think that you. I think you're hitting upon. Uh, continue what you're saying, but I think so, you're hitting upon a, a more important point, which is that with, Ford is not the real genius here. But with that, it's going to come into the same awakening that, that Dolores is going to have. Like right now, we know the three power powerful AI are Bernard, uh, Maeve, and Dolores. Yeah. So we're seeing the three different stages is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like oh, they'll that's get interesting there. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And the wiping isn't working anymore for any of them. Right. It's not working for Bernard. It's not working for Dolores. It's not working for me. But the question like, is, Oh, go ahead, buddy. No, like, yeah, you're right with the wiping, like Bernard, it's almost like he sought that scene with Elsie to, to before he knew he was going to get shut. Like he's trying to purposely put it in his spot where he'll remember it. Like they, they know what's going on with the, point. with the wiping, but they're, they're going somewhere else. It, it's very cool how the AI is figuring out the, the workarounds from the human errors yeah. and, and, and spaces they left in the programming. Well, that's the real, um, I've read a fair bit of um, science fiction about artificial intelligence. Um, 
most recently, uh, Robopocalypse, which is great. Actually, a guy who lives here in Portland wrote that. Um, and it, one of the interesting things is a point at which a lot of that sci-fi turned from it's it's like it's like Terminator style where the machine doesn't immediately try to kill all the humans or whatever. What it immediately tries to do is take over the other machines, right? And kind right. of yeah, join I mean, and, the machines together. And I, I know that you had previously had said to Heath that you stopped watching Person of Interest, yeah. but this is exactly where Person of Interest went. Okay. That's cool so to know. this this makes sense like all this coming together like this is on this guy's brain about machines running themselves taking over I mean I I, I came to a point where I thought Ford might just be uh, an you know a guest or, or you know uh, a host rather oh, himself you like know I, like th- I, yeah yeah because there's so much to question that it could possibly be and he just has a different set of parameters that well, he's constantly also, he, trying to remind these guys to reset well, so that they don't get hung up. Well, check this out. An interesting point that Ford brought up was this. He, when he was talking to Bernard and it's so strange that he talks to Bernard about this, that just shows a pathology too. It's a very interesting character. Um, but he says to Bernard, um, Arnold was so fascinated with when a host could become human or what makes us human or what consciousness is. Well, I was never fascinated. I always knew, uh, he used a word, which I, I don't remember. There is no shade or something or something like he said, there's no variation. There's no that, threshold. There's no threshold. Makes, Thank you. Right. There that is makes no, us greater than the sum of our parts. Yes. And I love that line because it shows, it would lead me to believe that a person with that philosophy, which is interesting because on the last podcast I asked you, would there be a difference if I said to you, if you came to me and you said, Axel, I'm dying. I said, oh shit, DJ, that sucks, man. Who's going to do the podcast? Cause Keith doesn't have his fucking computer and shit, right? What he's moved. What? No, actually, I would say, DJ, that's terrible. But guess what? I am a great scientist, and I have created a program and also a body that can house it that I can observe you, take samples of you, and basically recreate you. And when you wake up, you're going to know that you're in a different body. But you're going to remember yesterday because you have all your memories. And not only that, but you can be smarter. You can be better looking if you want me to change something. Not that you could get any better looking. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could maybe correct your eyes because I know you wear glasses, DJ. Right. right? This, is, this is the exact thing that I believe that Ford and Arnold right, had. Wait, but let me, let me finish. Uh, I know I'm, I'm, I, I know I, I take, I'm long-winded. Um, but... If I said that to you uh, and you said, okay, let's do it. You, I said to you last week, would that, would you think that's you? And you said, yeah, it would be me. Right. But I don't think it would be you. I don't think that's what you are. I think that there's 
too much variation that you, you you would be a thing that has your memories, but it would not be you. You would have died that night before. But that's brings up back to the point where he says that there is no such thing as consciousness. So he's able to somehow turn that into a data. Now you can't replicate soul and feeling, but somehow he'd seem to do it with Bernard and he's on to some kind of formula where he's real close. And you might be alluding to that. Bernard's doing programming himself and, and, and it's just there to, you know, they're at that level and we're going to just soon find that out, but the technology's there. So I feel like if it's at a Bernard capacity, it would be very close to being you could if you could feel like that. But even Bernard cuts him short and says pain is in the mind. Like, why am I different than you? What's the difference between your pain and my pain? And technically, he's right because there are certain people that don't have the certain receptors in their body and can touch a flame and don't even feel it. Probably, now, yeah. you know, that's bad. Their skin's going to burn and everything. But they have that. Is it all programming in our brains? Like, so this is the, you know, where they're at, like, like scientific wise. I think that that Bernard is is the ultimate uh, version. But it also seems to be that like Maeve's going to learn how to swap some of that into her. Like she's already learning how to 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 boost everything and to lower certain things. So that's something maybe Bernard doesn't have control of. Well, I mean, what, what my, that's true with also the differences because Maeve, there's an acceptance there um, and an intellectualization. Maybe it has to do with, I mean, in some way they're trying to pair it with her profession um, through the show and maybe through the modifications that they had to make to her. Um that I see as a big difference between her and Bernard. Um, but the point I was trying to make was, I don't think that it is the same, but four does. So that does lead me to think if we go back about 15 minutes ago, when you said you think Ford could be a host, I am thinking more and more that Ford is a host. I just, I don't know why, maybe he's making himself down there, but it just seems like he has such a view and he keeps talking about loops like all humans do is what's on a loop. Why is it? Yes, he doesn't see. Like, and but the weird he, thing is he doesn't see like a difference between you. I guess he's just maybe he programmed himself with the perfect like, say, well, there's another uh, theory out like there. Word, word tree. Like, you know how that word tree opened up and, and, and the thought process for when maybe was asked certain things. Maybe he has that set up. So that this board, he'll always be able to work around the board and know that nobody will come and take that intellectual property because they physically can't because he knows everything. There's a reason we still go back to the episode where he stopped everybody with his finger. Like there's no way he didn't press a button. He didn't do anything funny. That is in the, in the neural network of the, all the yeah, machines. But I exp- I, right. But I explained that he only needs to see, no, have one host, see that. And I, then it I get that, you know, that, that, that's still plausible, but it does make a little more sense if he is part of the network 
I could. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I at one point thought that may be true too, and it still might. But one of the things I'm thinking is there are some theories going around talking about maybe Ford, the, maybe the human was Arnold and Arnold made Ford and Ford made Bernard and Bernard looks like Arnold and Ford is that's why he has this weird attitude. He is a host. He knows he's a host, but he sees no difference and he is trying to, but it's still, still to me, what question I still get caught up in is why this new narrative and how does, okay. Is the new narrative about I have one idea that it's about he's trying to stop uh, MIB. Maybe MIB is William. Maybe he's even a host. I don't know if I believe that whole backstory that MIB said. We'll we'll get to. I know we have that's mentioned in an email. Um, Is he is Dolores part of it? But the the thing I want to bring up is we're talking about these three here: Maeve, Dolores, um, and Bernard. Is this big story, does it have to do with them? And what is that connection? Why is he sending, is he purposely sending Dolores back to this place? Why? I, what is he trying to capture with it? It, I don't think it's him. I don't, I think Ford's programmed or Ford, if he's a human is trying to prevent this without making a mess. Now, Somehow prevent what prevent uh, MIB to get to the center and to stop Dolores. He did. I don't think he wants this to happen right now. What's going See, on? That, that seems too that that but just wh- seems who's giving them those voices they're hearing. Why is Bernard having that quick flashback that he knows Ford wouldn't want him to see of him uh, killing Elsie? Well, so, you could say that there that. You could go to the theory that Arnold is an a uh, like a non-corporal AI, and he's bringing back the parts to reincorporate himself and to get into a body or something. I'd had that thought that he's trying to get into Dolores or into Bernard, or and somehow MIB knows that and is trying to help him out. But I just think that Ford has so much control. And he is the one who unburied the city, he, uh, the, the town. He's the one who took Bernard to show him the top of the church. So this is the new narrative. And it also is playing with the whole Wyatt narrative and, and how the maze is now apparent. Is, Ar- uh, uh, you know, is Arnold, are he and Arnold battling, having battling narratives right now? I, I can't speak on like the narrative setup that that's really hard to say, but the Arnold thing seems like Arnold is inside the code somewhere and he's slipping out little by little. Mm-hmm. Now this narrative is pretty nasty and we get that whole crazy scene with, uh, uh I forget the guy who, who was duped into making the other narratives. Uh, do you remember his name? Sizemore. Sizemore and, and you get him uh he you know he's talking with the the lady from the board and she's like yeah he's pulling the wool over your eyes like like uh it was a Miranda right uh 
Is that her name? Charlotte. Charlotte. I'm sorry. Yeah, Charlotte. She says, yeah, you know, you know, he could come with me. You know, he's just making you do busy work. So Ford's having him make that thing. And it's, you know, a flesh eater, cannibal type thing. And then all of a sudden you see this giant masked member of Wyatt's gang right, yep. come, come and attack William. That's like a hardcore thing. So if that's the case, I don't. I, I, it, it's so hard to make it a different timeline from William and MIB at the same time because this seems like, I, well, maybe it does, but it seems like maybe, maybe possibly the William story, someone dies and and is the tragic thing, and and the MIB is finding that all these years. I, I mean, there has to be something, but the maze came up there with William now, like so. That maze is still around. Right. Well, we saw the maze mentioned also by Bernard to Dolores in their little secret meetings, which I believe were happening oh so many years ago that back then Ford didn't know that he was got. See, I think it's as though whatever happened back then, Ford is recreating it to either end it or to achieve something that he wasn't able to achieve the first time around. Because I believe at this point, it's Ford who's pushing Dolores to take this solo journey. But then again, you could say, is it MIB? And that's the reprogramming he did to her in the barn. But Ford could be, he, we know that he's the one who unburied the city. That's the connection that we have towards him doing this. All the Wyatt stuff could be construed as a way to put push MIB off the path. But I get the feeling that he wants him to continue this. Right. Uh, it, it's kind of nuts. It, 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 it makes know? it really hard to... To see, to put it in a time frame or at the same time frame, like when they rolled up on Ghost Nation, and then and then MIB rolled up on Ghost Nation. I was so hoping they were going to cross paths. Just you're to, still holding on to that. I have absolutely. There is I, no, no doubt I, in my mind that we are seeing two different points. I know. And then in two episodes from now, we're going to be going, "Holy shit! I can't believe that we're thinking <laughs> this this whole fucking time." You're, you're right. You know what? That's you. You know what, dude? You are 100% right. <laughs> I right. just, you're right. I, I, you know, I want to buy into it. And I really do, but not I, like, I like your cynicism. <laughs> it's not cynicism. Been, it's just been taught not to, yeah. not to believe in all this stuff when, you know, once it goes one way, they're like, zing, here you go. Yeah. No, that's true. You know what, dude? You're right, man. You're, you're right. We, we could be saying like, they, that could happen. And then we'll, we're like, what? And then it turns out that because, all right, let, let's uh, let's go to Scotty's email because he talks about this, okay? Yeah, Scotty6. He says, hey, guys, couldn't do a voicemail today, but he's got a lot of theories. Uh, after last night, it seems almost too easy to label MIB as William. Mrs. Scotty6 said, well, I always assumed he was Logan. What if he is Logan? MIB talks about hiding this horrible person from the real world. Isn't that what we see in Logan often? And as much as William talking about the park revealing who you really are, hasn't Logan said as much too? Also, the timeline thing is now throwing me for a total and complete loop, no pun intended, 
because the discussion between Sizemore and Charlotte in his office is absolutely, I thought, happening at the same time as Teddy and MIB's story, yet the costume behind him, bull bison mask with the X on it, seems to be the exact same thing the guy who attacked MIB and Teddy was wearing, right? Now, this is, I think, what you said, but I have an explanation for this, which is Ford is replaying the narrative. Wow. It's, yeah, he's it's replay- he's, when he said, this is something new, I'm not sentimental. He was lying. This is the exact, for some reason, he is, Dolores is going there. MIB, it, this is the same. He's bringing back characters. He's going to try to fix the era. That I guess were a part of that. But the other thing is, um, if, because the size more Charlotte is happening the same, yet the costume behind him seems to be the exact same who attacked Teddy. Right. And why wouldn't that be the same though? That's what I ask you. If, if uh, the timeline is not throwing me for the loop because the discussion between Sizemore and Charlotte in his office is happening at the same time as Teddy and MIB, yet the costume behind him is the same as the guy who attacked MIB and Teddy. What's the, what would be the problem there? That's the new narrative that he's creating. But I think it's a repeat of what was done, what happened before. But maybe you'll only maybe it's only the Dolores part that's a repeat. That's what's confusing, and that's why I seem to think that it seems more like there are maybe competing maybe the park itself, like when they keep on talking about this new narrative is taking all these people away and blah, 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 blah. And then they don't know what's really happening. And so many times that Ford said, um, I, I, uh, Bernard said, we don't really know how these things work because Arnold wrote half the code. Is he, if he's Arnold or if there was an Arnold, could it be, um, I think someone on another podcast said this people, when you talk about like Apple, most people who know about things know that Steve jobs didn't write code. It was Wozniak and all this stuff was Wozniak and Steve jobs was an amazing marketer and visionary, but the guy really building this stuff and coming up with a lot of the ideas was Woz, but he was kind of in the background. So is that kind of the relationship? that Ford had uh, with Arnold, regardless of who's maybe Ford built the first AI, he got this far, but like he said to Bernard, he's telling like almost a perverted backstory because that's not Arnold. That's Bernard to him now, but he's telling the story of what actually happened, which is I got so far, but I couldn't get farther so I created this. Is that's well, what's happening now? Hold on. He couldn't, he can't get farther. So he's recreating this, but it's something seems askew. But I think Scotty is kind of getting too confused here because that should be what's happening is you're seeing the Wyatt story being created now. But what, what did you want to say, pal? No, I mean, that makes sense because... Ford seems really good at narrative and personality and all these other traits. And if that's the case that Arnold was more of the, the, uh, the, the hardware kind of guy and the, 
the technical aspect of it, it would make a great team. Now, Arnold's like ideas are completely conflicting with the creativity side. Arnold was thinking more of the like, like implication side and Ford's just like, screw it. Let's keep running with it. Like he doesn't want to stop. And and I think that's where him and Arnold went astray. Mm. Like, you know, maybe, maybe Arnold like, you know, got into, into there and realized like, Hey, we're creating a world, you know, that's too real. That's too advanced. That's, that's going to ruin regular society and, you know, make people only want to come here and, and not live a real life. Like there could have been some type of real heavy moral dilemma that mm. they were working over. And, and who knows, you know, from the anger that we see that Ford has in him, what he could program Arnold to do. I mean, uh, Bernard to do, there's a possibility that Ford wiped out Arnold. And he doesn't want anybody to get to the center of the maze to find them. Maybe he's trapped there inside, inside, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it could be, he could be trapped inside a host. Yeah. And you know, that he I was afraid yeah. he was afraid to get rid of his friend completely. So he transferred him into a host, but then he said, I can't have him here. Cause he'll still ruin everything. And he's maybe at the center of the maze. Well, that's good. That's a great points, man. I like, I like your analysis of their relationship. Um, and I find that to be, it's kind of fascinated. And here we talk so much theories. It's kind of fun to go down that philosophy path because Ford's opinions, though, it seems as though that would equate to an equality of human and host. It really equates to his complete narcissism and God tendencies because He's like I said, he's he keeps on saying, I want to release you from the pain. And he makes Bernard go and do stuff. And he says, I'll release you from the pain. Is he a host version of Ford who has been released from the pain? So all of the decisions that he makes. You want to do it to Maeve? Look, he tried, you know, same thing. Are just sell right, or and then you see that's a good question about Maeve too. Dolores has all this emotionality, but then when Maeve discovers, when she has that kind of last flash of her child, and she describes it to them, she says to them, uh, "She's just basically fuck all that. I need to get out of here. That's all the people I've known. All this is all just a story written for you to keep me here." So it's kind of interesting that. If we are seeing, because I, I mean, I think that it's so, it's inherent in all storytelling, you know, I mean, the kind of you live by the sword, you die by the sword, you are the creator of your own ruin, um, is Ford, and, and I'm kind of hitched on the idea that Maeve, perhaps, and that's what made me question this a little bit, does Ford know about Maeve? Because when you see what happened to Maeve, in what, if you believe a bit of what the man in black was saying about his whole story, about how his family, he, he's, this, he's this great, you know, captain of industry and blah, blah, blah. But then his wife committed suicide because she knew that there was a darkness underneath him and that darkness had permeated their life for so long, but she couldn't take it anymore. And the daughter knew about it. And so he came there and he killed Maeve and her daughter to see if that darkness was really there. And then he realized it was because he felt nothing when he killed them. 
But I don't know if you believe all that, but if you do, and that was Maeve, then it was only a year ago that Maeve malfunctioned to the point of not even responding to Bernard and um, Ford being erased and then still remembering enough to slit her own throat, right? Why was she put back out? So what I'm trying to say is this whole time I have thought... this now you couple that though with that other line that that Ford used. Oh, he doesn't like to get, you know get rid of the pretty ones or something like that. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah, that's he said. I, fi- I figured they retired you, but he likes to keep the the pretty ones so, around. So like, we don't know how many different faces there are, but it looked like a whole lot of faces in cold storage. It 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 doesn't well, make sense that that's not after all those saying. all Hold that malfunction, they wouldn't what, what change was, it to someone new. No, but what I was saying was this. The whole time I've been thinking that Dolores is part of the new storyline and what we're seeing with her, because we're seeing those flashes of William, whatever journey she's on, I thought Ford had something to do with it, but now I'm becoming more convinced and that Maeve was the accident, like the evolutionary accident that is now becoming sentient and Ford seems to be so involved in his new narrative that he doesn't even notice that. Whereas maybe the whole new narrative is a, a ruse and like the, how was me in that flashback? How was Maeve able to stab Ford in the neck and not get shut down? Not for she stabbed um MIB. Uh, MIB I'm right. sorry. How but, was that able to happen? And he never even reported it. He said, "You guys can't even punch me or hurt me or make a mark." Like this weird well, time that's stuff. What I'm trying to on. say is it that Maeve is what Ford is really planning on the whole time. This whole thing with the reveries and the remembering. He first noticed it with Maeve. And instead of decommissioning her, he put her in the uh, whorehouse as the madam and he let her, he let it play out. And maybe he's, that's what he's pushing. He's pushing Maeve through somehow, but to what end? That's what's confusing to me. Um, but I don't think I don't think he would want her to leave the park. Yeah, I know. That's why it's confusing to me. But then, and now it, you got Charlotte on the other end pushing Sizemore to program the yeah, old dude yeah. to leave the park with the info. And didn't so now that it, seem a bit? There's a possibility that two could get out. Yeah, but didn't and it and, also and, seem a bit weird that she chose Dolores's father? Isn't that? Yeah, a, it was. Come on, why that body? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because we know him, maybe he like was already in the cast. <laughs> I don't know. They're like, we don't have to pay another guy. This guy's right. already on salary. Okay, so that's what I am interested in at this point. Is yeah, all the they Ford... sprinkled a lot of that weird shit in this episode yeah. that like kind of throws you off a little bit. Yeah, all, it all was, the, the, it was the quick scene. It was a lot. You're right. There was a lot of information dump, but. I'm just trying to figure, just to kind of wrap that up with me, is what 
I'm confused. The, the, I'm, I'm, I'm confused as to what this new narrative is and how much control Ford really has. Is he is Wyatt and Teddy and all that stuff with MIB that seems to be Ford kind of spontaneously creating this new narrative that MIB is in. Is that to stop him? Is that to help him? Does he know what's going on with Dolores? We did see one time when he was talking to Dolores and he said, Dolores, you're getting off your little loop again, aren't you? Um, So was that before? Was that 30 years ago? (laughs) Was that 35 years ago? It's very... I like, I'm so more and more fascinated by this Ford character and Anthony Hopkins portrayal, because at this point, I just don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. You know, I I was listening to some podcasts and people were like, we got a lot of, we got a lot of facts this episode. We can say this now. And I was saying, no, we didn't. We, we probably were lied to the entire episode. <laughs> you know, like, I don't believe what MIB said about his wife. It sounds I, fishy to me, like a backstory. I don't believe, and food, you know, that, that was in the same episode where he's got to tell Bernard about, yeah, we need, you know why we make the backstories. You right, need a backstory yeah. to keep you straight. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden we get like this perfect mm-hmm. Drawn out backstory. Exactly. That's a great call, uh, brother. That's a great call. It was, call. it was, it put me on, I'm like, is MIB even real now? Like, so it, it's, it's so crazy that I, you know, maybe nobody's real. Maybe like someone's playing this game outside on a remote. Like, it's crazy. Like, it could be, <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Well, I still, and I also think that the stuff with Charlotte. I was a little, the one scene in this episode that I thought was a little convenient was the whole thing with Teresa died and on, she fell down and we found this stuff and yeah, it's like, in and, the now same Bernard, spot the woodcutter yeah, went. and now Bernard has to be rehired, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I, it's kind of an interesting game they're playing. I still, I don't know. I still think that there's another level. And when they talk about the IP, um, I think tomorrow, uh, when we talk with, um, uh, hacks dogma, I'm going to talk to him. He had this theory that the IP is the host and that they don't exist anywhere, but the park. And that you'd think about all the crazy things you could do with them, but Ford won't let them take them out of the park. He won't let them commercialize them and have the people have them at their homes or work in factories or he won't well, allow I, that to be that. I thought that's what I feel is the same. Okay. That's why that's what the IP is. Is okay, his code. That's interesting. I, I thought that that at first that sounded to me like, no, there's no way that could, but then I was like, wait a second. That's interesting because the one thing is, Regardless of whether Williams timeline is, you know, 30 years ago or present, you know, okay, even though we both think it's one way, but it could be the other. Um, he does it's not he does say things like, How can I tell the difference between you and a, a you know, like they're they're not used to them. You know, they're not used to hosts. And that occurred to me at that point, and I thought, that's interesting. The park's open, and it has been open for some time, at least in this, right? If it's not 30 years, it's at least five years or more that they wouldn't have already met a host. I would have thought everybody and his brother would have had a host. 
Like if you yeah, were well, rich, that, you'd have. I a, don't think you know? they're allowed outside there. That's what I, Ford and mm. and Arnold their big thing was. I don't think Arnold would let you know or Ford would let that out of there because because of the implications it could have on the world. Like if one of these say host now becomes your maid and your maid gains consciousness, almost like the show Humans that was on uh, AMC last year. Yeah, um, that's kind of back. went into. That that's almost exactly what that went into. So now, yeah. say one of these hosts like Maeve gets out, she has the wrong programming, or it's too it's too much to track. It would be way too much, well, you know, to that, keep an eye on. You could say that too, but in the philosophical sense, if you're talking more about what Ford has talked about with his conversations with Arnold, you might think that Arnold might say something like, "They didn't want the, you know, they wanted. Do you want?" to just create a like bunch of sex slaves or, you know, uh, pedophiles having children. Like that's something that's weird in this show, right? Is that MIB went in there and he killed a little kid. I just think that there's, I don't know if they're ever going to talk about that in the show, but there's a lot of disgusting shit that goes on. I mean, they show. Oh. Yeah, and Ford, Ford doesn't seem like the kind of guy that like would have even wanted that to be part of the park. Yeah. So, I mean, is that why they didn't want it getting out that they can control the park and, and they can, he can make sure that their memories are wiped. And if, because if you let them out, then they won't wipe their memories properly. They won't, they'll be living with all this pain and what he wants. He keeps on saying he wants to take away their pain so they don't have to be like him with the alcoholic father. Right. And this, like you said, this strangely 1940s like family, even though this is hundreds of years in the future, <laughs> but maybe it's <laughs> not, you know, but, um, um that's, yeah, that's an interesting, that's, I don't know, man, this show's weird. All right, I gotta I gotta hit you with a weird part, like uh, something that they kind of glossed right over in Bernard's memory. All right, so it looks like it's apparent that Ford had Bernard kill Elsie. Why? Oh, and to what end? Um, I'm not. First of all, let me just say because, of course, I'm always on the Reddit, listening to podcasts and whatnot, the Facebook, not so much the Twitter. Um. I don't know. Some people are saying maybe it wasn't Elsie. They couldn't tell in a screen grab. And then, and then I would say, what didn't they that looked exactly like her face? Okay, so then it is. If it is her, doesn't um, wasn't she on the phone with him, or did she hang up and say, "I've got"? Like, didn't they show yep. him in the lab and then flash to I, her? I had this conversation with Michael on the on, on uh, Tipsy Russell on our forum, and he said that the same thing but i said possibly they were doing the same thing he did with uh uh with the last one like covering everything up and ford's like all right go cover everything up like like you do with Teresa. so now he's over there walking down the hall pretending like he's on the phone with elsie when elsie's really not on the phone like possibly maybe he already had that conversation logged like he really did have that conversation but he was standing six feet away and then he uh, grabbed it i understand what you're trying or or like you're saying that was a fake conversation he was recording his voice to be played back through his phone because he's in yeah, control of computers. right we have robots so, right we don't yeah, know what they know could that, do and and then again maybe that's a production thing and then then again 
maybe they already killed Elsie and Elsie is a host because I wanted to say another thing, which is I remember um, Michael, um, again, Tipsy Russell said, have we confirmed that Felix and Sylvester are both hosts as well? I've heard a varying opinion. Some people seem to think that when Felix um, healed Sylvester's throat, they were just showing us like tricorder like Star Trek technology that could cauterize a wound like that. In, I think they're real. Okay. In my opinion, they're hosts. They're both hosts. Mm-hmm. And that's the way she's been what, able to manipulate so, from the beginning. So when they say that their memories are just fuzzy, is that they're you think they're like their levels are down on yeah. that that yep. computer screen? Yeah. Okay, because she did at one point say to Sylvester well, at a at a fourteen, uh, you're no, I'm no match for him. I even at fourteen, I was no okay, match. He I was listen, no match for me. Very good pickup because I listened to that again the second time, and she's talking about herself. She's she was so, see, right, I thought yeah, that too. Yeah, but it could be like knowing that they know about the numbers, or maybe they don't even know that they're hosts. No, I don't like, think they do. Like they're so dumb that they just think they came from a place where you're programmed yeah, and, yeah. in you, an embryo. Yeah. Like maybe, they're told mm-hmm. that story. Maybe they were like, in that same room with Bernard talking to fake people through video recorders, even though that could have been through Bernard's in Bernard's mind completely. But I, I have, mean, it would make sense because oh, you would I have, have another to, thing to back that up. I'm sorry them. to interrupt. I have another thing to back that up. When they show the flashback to Maeve and she's freaking out, one of the dudes who's has the like the little tripod thing in his hand, trademarked. I trademarked that right now. Tripod, that's yeah. mint. Trademark that. Isn't that good, People, baby? He said it first. Yeah, that's really the good. Tri-pad, I picked that up right tri-pad. away. He, said it. Um, he is the same. He looks to me, and I could be wrong, but he looks like the same dude who they say, who they said was coded as a host coded as human in the fake Clementine um, debacle where they, where she kill end up kill him. It looks like the same dude. Hmm. And I think that was a signal to us too, that they use hosts as workers. workers. I mean, it would make sense. They would never have to leave and do these three, you know, like you said, we're here three years. And isn't that a little bit strange that they keep, they keep on shifting everyone. Everyone gets shifted in and out. You know, the only people who have been there a long time are Bernard and, and, uh, Ford, you know, but why would they run that scam though? When they all get to have sex with the host while their memories are wiped. Like what? I don't, that, that's another weird part because they think they're human, but that's something you'd program into a human, the thing to do. That's a weird thing. Like knowing the the ethics of of Ford. We could go even further and and we, and (laughs) um, Heath and I had a whole talk about this. I think you, you and I talk a little bit about it, which is what, like Ford says, what is the dividing line? And honestly, if at if at some point in this show we find out, because some of these hosts are so unique looking, right? We could find out at one point that there are no uh, like ho- like the way they came up with these hosts is by like augmenting people, and then they worked the other way. That's something that I had thought about too. 
maybe Ford is like an, like an augmented person. Like if you were going to try to figure out how this positronic brain or whatever could work with a more human shell, instead of creating that shell first, would you put that brain in a human and see what is necessary to keep the body alive and working with the brain? That's just a weird idea I had. But also thinking about the idea that we've, we've seen these things um, you know, being constructed like that, if that's so close to human, maybe that's what humans are now. And really the only difference is hosts that know their hosts and hosts that don't. Wow, this is a heavy. This really goes. I digress. In like, you should read. Let's read Gina's stuff, man. You know what? No, but this is this is why we run Westworld. Or you run, and you have people on like me, and you know, to come on Westworld Theorycast <laughs> because this is no, this is the right stuff for this kind of podcast. You yeah. want you want recaps? Go somewhere else because this is going to be off the wall theories. But this show is the perfect thing for this because there's all no be true. Yeah. You're definitive right. answers yeah. and we're, we're, it's having fun and just like having fun we're gonna go right into some uh email from here from gina gina goes on to say that she likes the idea that the reveries triggered something and brought arnold back like in mave she thinks the mouth the self-mutilating mave that when she went hysterical over the death of a child she, if you remember ford calms her down with the melody reverie but then bernard gives her a look or possibly a broadcast, and she sticks that scalpel or whatever. It, I'm pretty sure it was a scalpel right into his, her neck. She feels that Bernard's plan has been in motion for much longer than we can imagine, and this is just uh, part of it. Hmm. That's that's an interesting idea that the reveries triggered something and brought Arnold back. But then, oh, see, that's what I was saying. Is the right? Okay, that Mave thing threw me too because that seems to be that this has been happening a lot longer. And the question is, did Ford ignore it? And and because he's so concentrated on this other narrative or the fights with the board or MIB and all that kind of stuff or whatever he's doing or, you know, all that shit instead of what was right in front of his face, which is that Maeve was exhibiting this, but they keep on talking about that. Anyway, that's the whole thing that well, Charlotte brought up in the fake. Um, it, the, hold on, dude. In the fake uh, test with Clementine, they, they said you it's been reported that they are having memories and these reveries. Um, so, it seen it that look i looked at, i saw that again i read this email before i did my rewatch and i looked for that and bernard does give her a look but i don't know you can't conclusively say that he's signaling for her to do something it's more like they were both telling her to calm down but that is an interesting idea that this that that incident points to whatever is going on now had its roots before the reveries. 
Yeah, it's it's believable, and it also helps the theory on the side of Ford being a human because if he is just a regular guy, and you know the you know Arnold's old partner, if Arnold was a machine or a person, regardless, if he's a human, humans can't pay attention to every single oh, thing at once. That's a good point. That's, a good that's why he had Arnold. Uh, Arnold uh, I'm sorry, Bernard. I'm calling him mm. Bernard. That's why he has <laughs> Arnold, uh, Ber- uh, Bernard, so that he can keep an eye on the things that he's looking out for, like the transmitter, like the stuff with the board, like Teresa. So he wouldn't be able to notice the those two goofballs in the lab letting Maeve program herself and bringing herself up to to behavior floor and doing all these mods and possibly insert we don't even know if that that was the scene where she inserted the the c2 or c3 lumbar back into her that wasn't explosive because it didn't look like they did any surgery it looked like all they did was call sylvester out on his bullshit so yeah. I'm not sure if she if she really did program something in that room, but uh, you know that's interesting. But the the Mave stuff, she well, definitely let me make a point on that real quick, buddy. Um, and I think someone in our Facebook group said this. Um, she uh, and I had thought that it, it that maybe she got caught on purpose because she had already gone through the whole thing with the bank robbery. And it was like later she has that flash and she accidentally kills. And then they, they, you see them stub says we got to go get her. Now she doesn't purposely kill the girl. I don't think, but was she going to cause some kind of ruckus to get taken out or something yes. to go back? Because that's when she has to have the operation. You see, he couldn't that was, do it. Uh, you're right. You're right. So Maybe that's she, why he got caught. Right. She went to the lab where they're going to do it, and she somehow made adjustments to the instrumentation so they would uh, do that to her. And she says to Sylvester, you're, like you said, you won't have to deal with me anymore. Yeah. So she's she's already making it so she'll have the next set of, of idiots to help her along. Yes. Okay, I'm right. digging it. Let's let's it. jump to um, the Dolores a part of Gina's email. Yes, she says she she titles it more than just a pretty host. It's uh her memory of that time seems so clear. It seems that maybe she was the initial shooter in that memory and turned the gun on herself. Was she lobotomized like Clementine as well as to be more controllable? But the reveries have pulled her out of the dormant state. I still think her role in the story and the park's origins is more significant than we realize. She is always the one to talk about the path for everyone. Yeah. yeah that, she brings that path stuff up a lot. She does. And that, the, I now I, I don't think she was lobotomized like Clementine. I think that she, I do. I think Ford is sentimental and he doesn't want to let go of the original uh, ones that maybe he made, maybe he had more of a hand in making. Cause I like, I don't think Ford invented those machines that can make the host like that. It seems to me that he was saying that Bernard did or, yeah, like, or, or maybe the corporate money, the corporate yeah, money brought yeah. those, which maybe MIB too. I had a theory once that maybe, you know, his foundation somehow had something to do with that, but to get because back to her the- point, um, Oh, go ahead, buddy. 
No, no, I'm just saying that would make sense. Like if the corporate got involved with the body making, yeah. you know, and he's able to well, still MIB hold on said to the that. computer stuff. Yeah, remember MIB so, said they came right. in with the money and then made you more human, you know? Right, right. Um, he programs. But uh, and the reveries pulled her out of her dormant state. Well, see, that's the thing with Dolores is, yeah, she saw the picture. She heard the phrase. She had the reveries. And now she's following this path. But we also have the conversation she had with Ford and being pulled into the barn by MIB. So what is compelling Dolores really? I don't know. I think just she's being called to the, to the center. And we have Arnold too. So is it, are these three men control? Are one of these three men controlling her? Are multiple of these three men somehow controlling her? Or is she controlling herself? Or do, does she have a piece of Arnold? Maeve has a piece of Arnold. You know, the, you don't know. MIB might oh, have a yeah, piece of whore, Arnold. The Horcrux idea. We had talked about that. That like, yeah, there's a plan, they're all, they got to join. They got to come together like Voltron with their hands Voltron. Out. And then like a little baby will be, a <laughs> smoke baby comes out of Maeve or something. And she's like, aha, and it's Arnold. Uh, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> well, we've had some, uh, that's some great feedback. Thank you, Gina. Much appreciated. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up or that we kind of forgot to talk about? Uh, um, Mr. DJ? Nothing. Uh, let's, you know, I looked over my notes. Everything's, we, we covered pretty much the meat of the, of the, the theories, you know, you, there's a lot of nitpicky shit in here that we could probably jump off the rails with, but I think I like the direction where we're headed. Uh, we're pretty much on the same fra- you know, like framework with knowing that it could go either way. Uh, you know, and, and it's fun having the possibilities to go anyway, and I'm not getting hung up one way or another. Like I, I really yeah. was, you know, buying into, you know, a lot of what you said, but, there's so much that, like you said, even that little look, we don't know is, was Arnold, uh, was, was Bernard giving her a look, Maeve, or was he not? Oh like, it's God, just, it, right, exactly. It's so done so well, <laughs> the show, that yeah. we're like, shit, is Maybe it really, or is it? I, I've been yeah. hearing some podcasts and people are like, just coming up but with it's, crazy stuff, man, but it's fun. But they, they picked the perfect actors in, yeah. in, in Dustin Hopkins and Jeffrey Wright to do that because they, they, can stay so still, but say so much with their face at the same time. Like, like right after he says Bernard to, to, uh, to go back, you know, I'm going to take away your pain and he resets and puts his glasses right on his nose again. And like, it just right back to that moment. And they don't cut frame and show you like, like, you know, uh, for then, then Bernard, then for then Bernard, like they kept it on Bernard. Like you see him make a complete, transformation without hardly moving his face face muscle yeah, muscles it's it's acting. it's beautiful it's awesome okay i got one last question for you and then we're out yeah if the host being constructed in the basement isn't teresa who is it hmm. see i thought about that too because the, they don't need teresa anymore that story's been covered he's and it looks like that machine is working slow otherwise it would have been you know have a, a bunch already by now um i don't know if he's is he making more replicas of other people in the park to hide other other hosts like is he you know almost how 
Maeve said she's going to amass some kind of army and get everybody together. But I would imagine eventually they'll all come in for service and their program is going to get found out somehow. Hmm. So maybe Ford's making replicas to store somewhere to, to do something to his, for, for only him. I have an idea. Hit it up. It's Elsie. Westworld. <laughs> it's Elsie. Okay. You know what? That, Cause she's the one unanswered for. And if you have two yeah. deaths right away, it's not going to be, it's she gonna went be on suspicious. vacation. She was getting close to what was going on. And plus she works with Bernard. So why not have her well, be a host too? Hmm. That's pretty cool. All right, baby. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the uh, Westeros, I mean, uh, law, I mean, (laughs) Westworld theory cast here on the DVR podcast network. We do miss our uh, main man, Heath Solo. I hope he will be back next week. But of course, we have very much enjoyed. I like when you and I are on because we're both more aggressive and I like the way we kind of go at it. You know what I'm saying? I, I dig that, DJ. You get me going, baby. I like that. Um, find us on Twitter, Westworld DVR, Westworld Theorycast Facebook group, WestworldDVR at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your ideas, your theories, whatever you want. We do appreciate it. And uh, you can also follow DJ Tim Hines at DJ Tim Hines. You can find out, you can listen to his show. This is for my house heads on bn4ia.com. Find his Twitter and he'll tell you when he's spinning the wheels of steels. Right, DJ? That's that's right, baby. Hit me up on the Twitter. Every host needs a backstory. I like that as an ending. I think I'm going to keep it. Yeah. So I figured. All right. Cut it. Drop the mic. (laughs) You did it, baby. (laughs) Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.